Today, I want to talk to you guys about a statement that a friend of mine told me a few years ago. And what they said was, a lie has a mother and a father. And I thought, okay, explain. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? And they said, it means that the person who's choosing to tell the lie did a calculation and decided that it was safer and better for everyone involved for them to be dishonest. And the reason that they chose that is because they're aware of the environment of what the relationship is like. The mother and the father. There's one person who made the environment unsafe to tell the truth or contributed to that. And there's another person who's on the receiving end who exists in that environment and is adapting by telling a lie. Now, I want to talk about this concept of safety. And I think that from the individual level, all the way up to the community and and ummah level, starting with individuals, I have to think about what it means to be able to be safe in a relationship. Do the people around me feel safe enough to be true, to be themselves, to be authentic, to show up with sidq, with sincerity and honesty and truthfulness? Can they really be their true selves around me? Do I allow that in my space? How do I react? How do I show up? Where am I with judgment and criticism? Where are my responses? How do I fall on the spectrum? What do I make it like for people to be around me? You have to ask the question as an individual. In my position, I'm a parent. How do my children feel about being able to come to me about something that's happening? Have I reacted so dramatically? Have I been so emotionally volatile in the past that I've essentially drummed it into them that it's not safe for them to tell me the truth? You hear it all the time. You hear a young person saying, yeah, if I say this to my mom, she would kill me. Oh man, if my dad knew, he would he would kick me out of my house and probably like never talk to me again. Think about the climate inside of a home if a child is observing their parents and they notice that that's the way it's going to be. So now you have to ask, if you've created that environment and your child thinks, oh, I just have to, it's better if I just make an, a full omission and just don't say anything about it at all. Or if I lie or if I just keep this to myself because it's not safe for me to speak up. Same thing with, a, with your partner in a romantic relationship with your person. It's the same thing. Can they come forward and tell you what's going on for them? Or have you made it so rigid that it's only acceptable for them to show up in a particular kind of way? Do you have them walking on eggshells around you? Have you made it such that as a man, for example... You want a very particular kind of emotional energy around you when it comes to your woman, to your wife. Is that how you feel? Have you made it as a woman such that you want your husband to only be strong and sure and confident and he's essentially punished for ever expressing doubt or uncertainty or struggling or not knowing? And he internalized this from you. When I'm around her, she needs me to be strong, sure, confident, Uh, in charge, as a leader. She needs this from me. I have to be switched on 100% of the time. Any other part of me, any other emotional energy from me is not welcome in the relationship. Have you made it unsafe 
for your person to be them, their whole self around you. You can argue that, you know, I've never stopped them. I've never done anything to cause them to be dishonest. That's not my fault if they choose to lie. Yeah, you can say that, that that's not your fault. But practically speaking, you have a role in creating a particular kind of environment. There are two people here who are dealing with each other. They are, they are worried about telling someone this truth. And that someone is you. And they're worried for a reason. It's highly likely that historically speaking, you've probably reacted in a particular kind of way and taught them that in the future, if you don't want this reaction, please don't come to me with that kind of information. Don't come to me with that kind of energy. And you essentially kind of in this dance, you teach people what is and isn't acceptable when it comes to being around you. And I understand that what I'm saying sounds like I'm asking you to be superhuman, to never react harshly, to never get upset, not to feel how you feel about someone coming to you with something shocking or upsetting or disappointing. I'm not saying that you're not entitled to feel. You are fully entitled to feel, to react, to have an internal you know, explosion happen, a massive event happen inside of you around your response because it's natural to, to react and to feel. However, when you're acting out this response, when you're giving them the feedback in the moment or later on, but especially in the moment, you have to weigh what your reaction is going to cost the level of safety in the relationship. Someone comes to you, tells you something disappointing, hurtful, uh, threatening, something that is really um, you know, painful for you to hear. You can react and scream and shout and fly off the handle in the moment, but you have to remember that that's going to cost the safety of the relationship. And it's going to make them think 10 times in the future about being honest with you and coming forward with something like that again. You have to weigh it up and remember that that acting out that response is going to come at a cost. Maybe there's a better, more helpful or healthy space for you to process that in therapy with a trusted advisor or mentor or friend, with someone else. Maybe you don't need to act out that anger with that person because you take into account the amount of bravery and trust and vulnerability that it took them to come forward in the first place and share this with you. This is something that we work towards. I'm not saying anyone should be perfect at it, but I think that we have to acknowledge our role in creating safety for other people with the relationship and around us. So we spoke about it as individuals, we spoke about it as people in a couple or parents in a dynamic of some kind, and we can extend that to the community at large and the ummah. In the Muslim community right now, there is, in the teachings of our faith, we have a very strong sense of brotherhood and sisterhood and support as a community. There are, you know, in the, in the text, on paper, it's recommended and taught and encouraged, and it's the way the Prophet wasallam to teach us to be this way with each other. But in practice and in reality, depending on your experience, in my experience personally, in reality, I see that the community has a long way to go in this respect. We have a long way to go to move beyond wanting to tear each other down or gossip about each other or hurt each other or judge each other or feel the desire to kick other people out. You're not in the club, you're in the club. You, what you did is not acceptable. That type of behavior or feelings or thoughts are not welcome here. This person has doubts. They're off the dean. This person is struggling. They're not, you know, practicing anymore. This person is here. This person is there. The need to divide, the need to label, the need to, you know, create the in club and the out club. 
is that the support? Is that the sense of safety and sisterhood and brotherhood that we're supposed to have as an ummah? The, 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 the practice of Islam has become among people a way to tear each other down. It's become a source. It's become this pretentious show of like, it's, it's like it's a performance. Where is the humanity? Where are people allowed to be human? If you make it hard for people to be human, if you tell people it's not acceptable for you to be Muslim unless you look, speak, dress, act, feel, and think these five things. If you think anything else, then there's something wrong with your faith. There's something wrong with you as a person. You're not welcome. You're not part of the club. If you you are essentially doing what I said in the beginning of this episode, you are removing the sense of safety for people. How can a person be sincere and have sidq with the people around them if they have to act in a and behave and show up in a particular kind of way. If someone is coming to the Muslim community afraid to show up as themselves, afraid to talk about what they're going through because they know it's not going to be acceptable, they have to put they have to perform. They have to walk on eggshells. We have made it a space that isn't safe for people through judgment and criticism and cutting each other down and othering and labeling people. This is a problem. And it's teaching people that you cannot be your true self. You cannot be sincere. You cannot be true. You cannot be a whole human, a whole person in here. It's not allowed. And it makes people feel that Islam is not for them. For all the work we put into da'wah, for all the effort that people put into bringing people towards Islam and teaching them the beautiful message of this faith, when they get inside and they experience what it's like to be part of some of this community, it just, they are burned. They're burned so badly. The teachings of the faith promise one thing and the judgment and harshness and lack of safety and lack of space where people can be honest and vulnerable and true and human pushes them away. We're bringing people in this door and they're going out the back door. And we have a responsibility. We have to admit our role and we have to say, you know what? I'm accountable for my role in creating this lack of safety. I'm accountable for the judgment and harshness and lack of inclusion. And before someone comes with the whole, oh, are you advocating for publicizing sin and losing morals? And, you know, don't don't be silly. That's not what I'm calling to. What I'm talking about is, can we allow people to be their whole selves? Can we allow people to be true Think about the, the times of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba who used to come to the Prophet ﷺ and say, I'm struggling with this very human thing. I'm struggling with a- applying this aspect of the faith. And the Prophet ﷺ would advise them. But if they didn't have that sense of safety, if the climate around the Prophet ﷺ was judgmental and harsh and cruel, they would never have the courage to come to him. They would never have the courage to speak up. We talk about the Prophet's compassion for people as a beautiful quality that he had as a human, as an individual. It's one of the things we praise the Prophet's character for having, but we don't understand that we need to emulate this in the way we are with people. Da'wah is not harshness. The faith is not judgment and strictness and cruelty and dismissiveness and unkindness. Part of being truthful, part of being sincere 
is allowing other people to be safe and be true and be themselves without judgment, without cutting them down, without needing to tear them down. You don't understand the amount of people that want to be more, you know, adherent, closer to Allah. They want to do better. They want to improve. But when they approach and they see the face of the community being something harsh and judgmental and ugly and dismissive, it pushes them away. And we have to acknowledge our role. We have to do better on this. I'm speaking to myself first. So on on the granular level as individuals and the people closest to us, think about creating safety. Think about allowing people to come forward and talk about what they're going through as human beings. Have compassion for them. Can we put our own responses, emotions, struggle aside for a second. I'm not saying that you don't get to feel and you don't deserve to feel and you don't get to react and you don't get to be outraged. You do. You're entitled to respond however it comes for you. And it's valid and it's true. But can we put it aside for a moment to allow people the safety to show up with sidq, with truthfulness and be their whole selves around us? Is it something we can integrate into our relationships into our families, in our relationship with our children, in our relationship with others around us as a community. And and to just see that shared humanity, that level of humility and compassion and acceptance to, to love someone else, to love your Muslim sister and want her to do well and want her to heal and want her to succeed and want her to grow and want her to have the best connections and the best relationships and the best life just like you would want for your own child, just like you want for your closest people. The same thing for men to want that for their brother and not feel like this this gnawing, roaring sense of inferiority where I have to tear someone else down for myself to be better or to be more. I need to gossip about that person. Oh, look, they thought they were this big shot and now they're, you know, turns out that they were this and they were that and they were that and they were that. Is that the only way that you can feel good? Is that the only way that you can feel whole? In fact, it's the opposite. If you were to show compassion and approach with humility and create a space of safety for people, you not only grow closer as, as, as people in a relationship, as a community, but it also that humility and observing people in that, seeing their humanity and allowing them to be their whole selves allows us to see our own humanity and to show up with more sidq and more truthfulness in front of Allah. A lack of safety breeds hypocrisy and lies and selective omission. It's not allowing people to be their true selves. It's allowing, it's encouraging people to live, you know, double lives and be two-faced. And he, I'm like this here and I'm like that there because it's not safe to show up. Safety allows people to reconsider, to maybe find a middle ground and maybe show up and maybe be better. So something for us to think about, creating safety for others. A lie has a mother and a father. What is my role? What am I contributing to this dynamic? How can I make it safer for people around me and the community at large to show up in a more truthful way? That's all I wanted to share. Jazakumullah khair for listening as always. And I look forward to sharing more. Yalla. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.